Sparky Coach here, Crowy with ya, hanging out whatever day you're in. It's, uh, well, I guess it's a beers and basics session, but it's coffee and basics for me today. No beers at 5am. Nah, it's not 5am, I'm kidding. But it is, in fact, sometime in the morning, and we are drinking coffee, going through our Lessons Learned in Business episode something. Uh, seven or eight or gold jacket, green jacket, who actually cares? I hope you're taking something home, taking something out of this, taking, packing the leftovers and uh, applying these lessons to your business because, um, yeah, I learned them the hard way, but uh, hopefully now you can learn them the easier way. All right, this is a somewhat controversial lesson, uh, somewhat, um, yeah, don't shut down. When I say this, your inclination is going to shut down. And I want you to listen and listen carefully because it took me a while to learn this. And if you can understand this, you can do some good things. Here we go. Lesson number 17. You are in sales. Oh, <laughs> it's like a dagger to my soul. You are in sales. Wow. And now when you're in sales, the first thing you think about... Um, is that sleazy real estate agent from The Simpsons? <laughs> just, just, you know when um, when Homer goes to get a computer and the guy and he's like the guy's like, what do you want it for? This real sleazy looking dude. And Homer goes, I just want to send emails. And the guy goes, you're gonna need the best one. <laughs> it's like a classic upsell technique, classic sleazy salesman just pushing product to anyone who's gonna buy it. And um, I don't know, I personally don't like the word upsell. I personally don't really like the word sales. I personally don't like salespeople. I don't like the way real estate agents sit there and say, I've got a buyer for your house, when in fact they've got a person wanting to walk through your house, but they've dramatized it to say buyer. I don't like the way um, people push things upon you. I don't like the way people manipulate situations. I don't like the way people yeah, like like act like it's good for you when in fact it's good for them. And I just wonder, and it took me a while to learn this, and I think you've got to recognize you are in sales, but you can do it ethically. You are in sales. As a matter of fact, you sell your body for money. You sell your uh, <laughs> you sell your body for money. Uh, you, you sell good, you sell electrical goods and services uh, for money. So so it's like you someone's got to sell them. And you might not love the word sales, but I want to encourage you when you talk about the word sales. Let's let's just think about what it is. All you're doing is um, someone's buying something from you. Now, this could be a great transaction. Picture me going down to Mullen Bimby Lolly Shop. Shout out to the Mullen Lolly Shop. It's that is the sickest lolly shop. The only thing that probably can be on par with it is the Berry Lolly Shop. If you're from down the south coast, New South Wales, you know what I'm talking about. The ye old Berry Lolly Shop. Whenever you drive past there, get some donuts, get some lollies, and just nom nom nom. Gimme 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 more more more. Now, um, yeah, there can be some really good transactions. And people, if someone wants to buy something from you, that's great. And if you, you can do sales really ethically. I think for me, any sales session, we don't do a lot of sales sessions at Sparky Coach, but when we do, we it's all about um, things like ethics and things like honest communication. And, and I know for me, like, yeah, this ties back into our last lesson of don't walk past it. I remember for me, just like running through jobs when you're really busy and there's like PowerPoints hanging off the wall, switch is broken. And you're like, I can't have time for this. Like, get me out of here. And that's not really, um, you wouldn't call it an, 
you don't want to walk past that stuff because it's dangerous. You want to be able to present it to the client to fix it. But you also don't want to call it an upsell because it's like, stuff that I hate that word. Let's just like, the switch is broken. Hey, do you want me to fix it? I can fix it now. And I feel like I say this a lot. Knowledge is confidence and confidence is everything. Knowledge is confidence and confidence is everything. If if you can present your product in a um, in an honest, a clear way, and it's well communicated, and it's backed up by by knowledge of numbers, so you're confident. In other words, it's a hundred grand quote, two hundred grand quote, two grand quote, five hundred dollar quote, or whatever. And if you know that that confidence is your confidence is rooted in the fact that. I know my hourly rates, I know my price book's correct, I know my marginal markup of materials is correct. Yeah, this is a $690 job. And then the client has the option to then go, good or not good. I'm not into drama. If someone needed a switchboard upgrade, I'm like Fergie. <laughs> you don't want no drama. Sing it with me. No drama. No, 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 no drama. What a song. Black Eyed Peas, man. Give me that. Um, yeah, anyway, now I've lost on a black-eyed peas mind warp of going to get that boom, boom, boom. Anyway, I digress once again. But um, if someone needed a board upgrade, it would just be like, hey, that board needs to be upgraded. It's two grand. It's three and a half grand. It's this. And I think you can do that really. And I think um, I always referenced it to this, and I don't want to say the name, but there was a certain major brand of... Um, of electrical goods, you've definitely bought something. I'll leave you guessing to, to what it was. And there was this sales rep that started up and probably you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know those sales reps that pin you in the wholesalers and they're always trying to push product on you and this screwdriver's like 15% better than the last screwdriver. And you're like, honestly, mate, like my screwdriver works fine. <laughs> I can't even return the phone calls I need. Um, I don't really care. Like, <laughs> just, just let, leave, leave me alone. And I remember this guy... Um, and he's probably been trained in sales. Personally, I've never been trained in sales. I never have any desire to be trained in sales. Like I just, I think, and this might sum up my feeling exactly. This guy was doing everything correct. He was using my name right. And you know, anyone in sales uses your name correctly. They say, oh, Crowy, Crowy. Like he's dropping my name. He remembered things about like, about my my Elodie, my wife, and we didn't have kids at the time, but he, he knew stuff about me and, and the business and my employees. He was doing everything right. He was ticking all the boxes. He was smiling. He looked good. He probably smelled good, not like a roof space or under the floor like I was smelling at the time. And I was, and it just didn't, it was like he was doing everything right. He ticked all the boxes and it just felt like, it felt gross. <laughs> I was like, man, get stuffed. Like, like, I don't want what you've got. Like, actually, I do want what you got. I want your product, but I don't, I don't need this, like, I don't need the show. And and I think like just reference your probably when someone approaches you with a good product, you're like, yeah, sick, that sounds great, let's do it. And 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 our my ethos to sales has always been make a sick product, make the best product, and people will tell their friends. And that's how I run my electrical business, and that's how we run Sparky Coach. We won't push anything upon you. We will just our product's good and it's great and, and I know it. And if you come through our strategy session, um, you'll know it and pretty much everyone that sees the spreadsheets and the way you run things just goes yeah I want in and it's like sit give me a card <laughs> it's like there's no, there's no tactic it's like I'll show you the product and I think anytime and you've got to have that confidence in your product if you've got confidence in your product and you're going like hey we run we our work is awesome you know I remember my old boss I spoke to him yesterday fire he's a freaking legend um I, I said I said to him um I need some you know bar exhaust toilet exhaust grill sent up to me 
I was like, Jake, and that's all right. And he's like, Gregory, I would love nothing more than to do that for you. <laughs> he's just the funniest guy. And uh, anyway, so he's sending me up there. Shout out to the big D, the big David Long. Love you, mate. Uh, anyway, so um, I don't even know where I was, but like, yeah, I think, oh yeah, Dave. So he was the funniest guy. So someone would be like, hey, you quotes 20% uh, more. And he's like, yeah, we're 20% better. <laughs> so it's like so simple and I think hourly rate like I say this a lot and you're not gonna go you're never too far away from an hourly rate job like you're just not you there's nothing not everything can be completed or conducted upon a price book and we've been through sessions before shout out to our session on uh, the pros and cons of hourly rate work you can go back and check that out back through the vault of our uh, Spotify or Apple podcast or even YouTube if you're that way inclined um, and I remember like hourly rate so people would be like oh you're a little bit more expensive and you go yeah well how, how can you how honestly can you compare hourly rate like it's it's ridiculous we're, we're better that's like, we're, we're faster so we're actually cheaper you know if I'm 200 bucks an hour and someone else is 100 bucks an hour and I'm twice as good we're the same price in other words if I'm 200 bucks an hour it takes me eight hours that's 1600 bucks and someone else is twice as slow um, which, because I'm the roughing lord, man, I'm the best spark you've ever seen, brother, uh, or sister, soul sister, shout out the train, soul sister, get that song in your head, get that right up, yeah, that's for sure, <laughs> what a song, what a time to be alive, and, um, and yeah, fire out, like, if, if someone's twice as slow, it takes them 16 hours, that's 1600 bucks on, on 100 bucks an hour, so it's like, just, Knowledge is confidence, confidence is everything. Can you communicate well? For me, for a long time, my ego and insecurity was heavily attached to my pricing. So when someone would say, oh, how much is that? And I'd be like, oh, I would smash that out in about two hours because I'm the best sparky you've ever seen. And really it's a four hour job and I've just undercooked it because I don't want them to think I'm bad at my job because I want everyone to know how good I am. And you know, we weren't making money because you don't make money Oh, fine. This is this is this is good. This is gold. Listen up. Turn it up. <laughs> turn, turn me up. Uh, wherever you are, this this is gonna hit home. Uh, okay. So you see two people. You see two types of people, and usually they, they, they make these mistakes, right? Not even two. One type of person making the two mistakes. If you're optimistically quoting, like best case scenario quoting for an optimistic person, I think you're in trouble. Now go with me here. If you're quoting sort of best case scenario or pretty good case scenario, that's not a quote. That, that's, that's like, like we all know things don't go to plan, but you see people optimistically quote, like best case scenario quote with best case scenario person. In other words, probably you started your business because you're really good at your job. So if you're quoting best case scenario time-wise, and you're quoting best person, like best person scenario, you can come unstuck as you grow your business because your price book's based upon what you can do it for. And we all know no matter how good an employee you get through, they're probably not you. They're probably not gonna be you. And that's okay. We've got to um, revisit. And we've got to revisit that pricing. And, and go with me here. If you are on the tools, your price book, you should be hitting 120 to 130% for you. That's where your pricing should should be hit. If you've got staff, you, that 120, 130 for you, because you're the world's biggest legend, you're gonna be hitting like 110 to 120 for them. And that 110 to 120 becomes the new, the 130 for you becomes the new 100. Because when you pass it down, when, when the baton gets passed on, they're a bit slower than you. They're a bit not as thorough as you. They make a couple more mistakes than you. A couple more callbacks than you. Only organic, because you're the business owner and you're the top dog, you're the big dog. Woof. 
woof, woof, the big dog. And that's uh, just only natural. And then when a gentle breeze comes and hits them, they're still over 100%. Too many people are quoting for 100, best case scenario, and, um, and best case person, and then someone else comes and does it for 85% efficiency, and then a gentle breeze knocks them over, and you can like materials delayed, disorganized, uh, the job didn't quite go as smoothly as we thought, I couldn't get up the cavity, uh, had no yellow tongue in the car, only had the softest, weakest one, and it was flopping around like a floppy disk. You know what I'm talking about there. And then um, and you go, okay, so that puts it back down to 70. And that's the reason why most people are operating in that sort of 5.6 to 6.5 billable hours a day because your quoting's foundationally cooked and it's time to turn the oven back up, baby, and change your price book, change your structure, change your mantra, and recognize that you are, in fact, in sales. And, uh, you know, you gotta get good at it. You gotta get good at communicating your price book and communicating um, your, your product, well, that's what you do. All right, you're in sales. Number 18, oh, this is big. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you don't ask, you don't get. In other words, let's say someone's nomming on some Maltesers and you're like, you know who likes Maltesers? Me. Or someone's nomming on some red frogs. I'll tell you what I got into a bit later in life, green frogs. Now, I know they're a little bit, um, you know, your core belief system might be like red over green, that's cool. And if the lolly guys out there, lolly girls, they, you're picking up what I'm putting down here, right? <laughs> so it's like, you've got to kind of think about it and go, green is fantastic. But if someone's got some green frogs, nomin on them, you might be like, can I have one? If you don't ask, you don't get. And sometimes we don't ask for things and then we're upset that we don't get them. So classic example here, let's say, um, Let's say you're just doing the dishes all the time and, and your partner's not doing the dishes. And, and, <laughs> and you can either just suck it up and just do it and be like, just me, so I'm always doing this, no one else is doing anything. Did you ask? Did you, hey, I, I'm carrying the heavy weight of this, would you, mind, would you mind helping out? Would you mind picking up the old brush, right? Picking up the toilet brush, so to speak. Uh, if you don't ask, you don't get. Sometimes we live with the, the weight of the world on our shoulders and, and we really want that staff member to come on board, but we're too scared to ask. And I want to encourage you, if you don't ask, you don't get. If you want someone to come on board, then ask. If you want a client, then ask. If you want to know how to do something, then ask someone who knows. If you want your wife to do the dishes, if you want your husband to do the dishes, if you want your husband to finish the electrical work, electrical work at your house, <laughs> this is actually funny to say because the electrical work's still going at my house and uh, that's just what happens, right? The tradies, you put your, uh, your house last, that's what happens. But if you don't ask, you don't get, right? I see us chatting to someone the other day and they were like, oh, I really want this guy to come over, but I didn't ask. And I was like, you know what? You gotta pick up that phone, pick up the old 3210, pick up the Nokia, just give them a call, and then da-da-da-da-da-five, da da four That's a rush hour quote for you, but just give them a call and ask. If you want that client, just go about it and ask. Just like, hey, we'd love to work for you. Too many people, um, or just so, not too many people, so many people ask like, how do I approach a new client? Or how do I approach someone that I want to work for? I'm like, just, just ask them. Just be like, hey, this is what we do. We're on time. We're really good at our job. We're capable. We'd love to work with you. How do we go about that? How do we go about quoting something for you? It can be a really, really simple conversation, but don't make it so complicated and don't feel bad to ask a question. If you don't ask, you don't get. And coming back to our previous like sort of you know switchboard upgrades and stuff, just when you walk past that and you see just 
the asbestos from hellboard with some six mil cotton cabling come down from the from hell or <laughs> come up from hell and you're like oh my gosh what is this just be like hey this board needs upgrading we can do it now <laughs> cool sick done anytime you're talking about money you know the rules um you've got to basically talk about money early all right i don't know if i said this one i was going to scroll back up i don't say it. i say this all the time it's not even in my rules but it's just come to me and i'm going to say it now here we go if there's a problem with your invoice there's a problem with your process if there's a problem with your invoice there's a problem with your process now on this too um this is super interesting um if someone's got the bill and they're shocked that's on you every day of the week there should be no reason that there should be a bill shock this has to be your foundational core belief system 101 problem with the invoice there's a problem with your process right super interesting times but it's like you know too many people leave things to chance so like they go, oh, I've got to send the bill. And did, did you discuss the amounts? Oh, no, nah, but she'll be right. It'll be good. It'll be all good. Hey, I've got to send the various bill. It's seven and a half months too late. Oh, did you discuss it? Oh, no, nah, but they know. They asked me. Don't leave anything to chance. And if you've sent an invoice and there's a problem with it, classic case example, when you start traveling in trade apprentice teams, you might need to change your price book to suit like the trade apprentice team. Shout out to team rates too. Because if you're like 110 an hour and 70 bucks an apprentice, that's 180 bucks an hour that's 90 bucks an hour you can build your price book off. So it's like you can you can adapt things because obviously 180 divided by two is 90 for the math lords in the house. So yeah, and it's like, so a lot of times you see people start to travel in trade apprentice teams and then the client's are like, what's this? I'm not paying this. Like the apprentice did nothing. So it's like, okay, and you go, oh, look, you can either, by that stage, you can dig your heels in and just be like, nah, stuff you, man. Like, I'm going to send this bill. You need to owe me this money. I'm going to drop some rubbish on your lawn. And, you know, you just need to go, all right, could I have communicated that better? What happened in my process? What was the lead up to make sure there was a problem with my invoice? So what was the, what do I need to get right in the lead up to make sure that there's not a problem with the invoice in the future? And in this case, it's probably just as simple as, when the phone rings, yourself or your administration team, just saying, yep, all good, we travel in trade apprentice teams and we can get the job done um, Tuesday. It's gonna be roughly this much money or if you've got a price book, yeah, it's gonna be this much money. Price books, you don't come unstuck because you've actually got it on the price book. But when you're operating in like a fault finding situation or some kind of like variable situation, you might have to give a cost estimation. So you can say we travel in trade apprentice teams, we're 175 an hour and we charge an extra hour for our small job travel fee. So when the bill comes, you've already communicated everything excellently, it's all up to date and you're all cruising and it's all done and someone's got the invoice, $11,000, exactly what they said, 2,500, exactly what they said. I know I say this all the time, but like, I keep going back to this. If there's a problem with the invoice, there's a problem with the process, what led up to it? What went on beforehand? What was going on that led to a problem? in your invoice when the client opened it and said that's not what they said <laughs> or if you're a simpsons person wait a minute that's not the wallet inspector what led up to the fact where it just went nah what's going on so problem with the invoice problem with your process and that was a bonus rule number 18a and on that we shall finish the potty and start again next time wherever you're going to be blessed, have the best day ever, and we'll see you really, really soon.